Okay. Good morning, Westlight. Um, we're continuing our homecoming series and Pastor Stan and I um, are together and I we're so glad to have this conversation again. And um, yeah, it's not going to be your normal sermon that we're used to, but it's more of a conversation that we're going to have. And we hope that you can join in and that it'll be more um, participatory for you and less of a spectator. So um, with that, let me get started and read today's passage, which is Luke 20, um, 9 through 19. And Jesus began to tell the people this parable. A man planted a vineyard and let it out to tenants and went into the country for a long while. When the time came, he sent a servant to the tenants so that they would give him some of the fruit of the vineyard. But the tenants beat him and sent him away empty-handed. And he sent another servant, but they also beat and treated him shamefully and sent him away empty-handed. And he sent yet a third, and this one also they wounded and cast out. So then the owner of the vineyard said, What shall I do? I will send my beloved son. Perhaps they will respect him. But when the tenants saw him, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Let us kill him so that the inheritance may be ours. And they threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. What then will the owner of the vineyard do to them? He will come and destroy those tenants and give the vineyard to others. And when they heard this, they said, Surely not. But he looked directly at them and said, What then is this that is written? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces, and when it falls on anyone, it will crush him. The scribes and the chief priests sought to lay hands on him at that very hour, for they perceived that he had told this parable against them, but they feared the people. Yeah, so sometimes when we read these parables, uh, we can read them in terms of what's wrong with these people or a kind of a, a judgment on them. Uh, I'd invite us to look at this in terms of, well, what does this speak about me? Because really that's what Jesus was inviting the, the Pharisees and things to, to consider. And so uh, I wanted to th- think about um uh, maybe imagining this term in terms of what people maybe thought or felt. And so let me start with uh, the landowner. I believe the landowner didn't see these tenants as means of getting his land worked on. I I believe that the, the landowner had a genuine desire to allow these people to feel productive, to feel significant, and so he gave them the opportunity. On the other hand, if you look at the tenants, perhaps initially they saw it as a great opportunity, but their great opportunity basically became more about what can I get out of this? When the first servant came and asked for uh, payment or you know whatever, uh, was going to be offered as a compensation for this. They took the attitude of uh, beating him. And I think that this shows maybe maybe what 
is now developed for sure in the tenant's heart is that this is just a transaction that it's all about the land and, and what I can get out of it and things. And so I think the, the uh, beating of the first servant represents the first step. If we're into a relationship where we are just about the benefits and things, we're going to treat people not as people. It gets worse, right? The second servant is is beaten and it's a shamefully treated. They have an increased feeling of empowerment in terms of they this this owner. I think they're starting to think is weak that he won't hold them accountable to to what they had agreed on or anything. That you know he's not here, so uh, we'll wait to see what he does. Mm-hmm. And then the last uh, servant, it says they wounded and cast out. So it was it, it went from maybe this emotional abuse to actual physical abuse to 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 throwing them out, physically throwing them out of their presence. And so again, it, it's a an increased relationship of power that they feel they have the power, so they're going to use the power and they're going to basically do what they feel is best for themselves. Because the last thing is the, the uh, it's interesting that the, the thinking of the owner is, well, surely they're going to respect my son, right? That, that they're going to know that I am interested in, really, it's, I think it's a, uh, a message of I care. Because the landowner was very, kind right he could at, at the first time he he they mistreated the servant he could come in there and brought an army or you know just really got on them but instead he didn't i'm going to send you something that that someone who is very special to me and and he's going to try to help maybe get to the relationship back to the point where I really wanted it, which was about being able to care for one another, being interactive, being uh, what I would call transformative in a good way, rather than transformative in in all these negative behaviors. And the thinking of the the tenants is is given in the parable of, well, if if we get rid of the sun, we got it all. So the whole thinking is, this is an opportunity for me to grab it all and get it. And so that's what, what they do with the son, right? They, they, they say they um, uh, threw him out of his property and killed him, that he did represent a threat to their wealth in their view. And so to that end, they, they uh, got rid of him. And if we are getting rid of people, getting rid of relationships, getting rid of things that uh, seem to take up most of our time and, and it's not worth it, then I think we have to look at that. The beginning point of the definition of the relationship was two different definitions. One, the owner had this idea of being transformative, getting closer to, to these people, give, and so he, he offered them an opportunity, offered them a, a place for them to... Uh, prosper and and become uh, really feeling uh, productive and instead they saw it as an opportunity to take over everything to get everything to become uh, 
a landowner themselves, basically. If you don't put things in the proper perspective, then it's all going to come crashing down on you. The, the idea of a cornerstone is it's supposed to be the very centerpiece of the building. And if, if you don't have a good cornerstone, the building falls down. So the, the, the centerpiece of our life is supposed to be this transformative relationship with God. And if that is not occurring, then whatever we put in that place, which is usually a transactional type of relationship, it's going to come crashing down. We need to, to really look at uh, the question of, well, what are we sowing in our relationship? Are you viewing your relationships in terms of just transactions? Are you re reviewing the relationship in terms of being transformative? No, that's great. And I love this perspective on this parable and how, I mean, yeah, the parables are uh, told so we can reflect and think about our own um, hearts and and it's true that um, it's we are I feel like we tend to be and definitely the the tenants were transactional but I love how you pointed out the um, how their weak uh, the uh, the landowner's weakness was um, it was really not weakness right that he was <laughs> it was his kindness and that he could have totally come in with power and made them do some you know kick them off the land or something but that yeah it's more about the um the character and the transformation of the character so in our relationship with god uh, we have to be very careful to not to think that the kindness of god is the weakness of god that god uh, Romans says the kindness of God is designed to lead us to repentance. So I take it as a warning to me in, in my relationships. Am I looking at these things as, well, what am I getting out of this? And, you know, uh, basically not um, viewing people as people. Yeah. The issue is, I mean, we, we use, a lot of us, right? I love that, that we use people to get things. That's our world, I feel like, right? <laughs> or that's our tendency, our humanity, but that we are to use things to love people. Yeah. Okay. And, and uh, I, th I think that there's consequences to that. And uh, one of the consequences is um, it can start to develop in my heart, this hardness, mm -hmm. and that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep on doing things that are not healthy and become more and more about uh, me and less and less about others. But yeah, I love that the progression that we don't strive, we're not going out there like, yeah, we're going to be selfish and it's all about yeah. me. But there is that progression of as things happen, we, you said it before, we become more self-centered or we think about mm -hmm. us. And, and I like how the passage, uh, how Jesus highlighted the fear, like fear could be, could be such a driver for that. Mm -hmm. So I think there's like three application questions maybe that, that we can think about is, uh, one is the obvious one is, uh, is really look at our relationships and are they more transactional or are they transformative? And I think that's what God invites us to do. I think that's what the landowner invited the tenants to do, right? Yeah. Choose the better thing. You know, I'm gonna give you a chance, you know, think about this, but, Unfortunately, in the parable, they didn't. And unfortunately for the Pharisees, and the uh, 
religious leaders that Jesus was saying these parable, this parable to, they didn't either. But uh, we also have that opportunity to either ignore it or not. And so uh, we need to, to look at that. And the second thing is when we have resistance to being uh, transformative, what is it to, to really investigate that resistance? Because if I believe that the tenants who would really looked at, well, you know, why, why are we about this? I think they would have, they, they were, um, and I think Jesus was letting the Pharisees know, I think you guys are smart enough to figure this out if you just take a look at it. The last thing was, I thought about this passage as an application is, uh, you know, the, even at the end, when the Pharisees had this resistance to what Jesus was saying, they didn't bring it up, right? They, they, instead, they withheld it because, oh, we don't want the people to, to, to see that we're, you know he bothers us or he's got us and things. And so they cared more about how they were seen or thought of than really making the healthy choice, which would have meant uh, really confronting what they felt and how they felt. No. So those are the three. No, those are great things to think about. And it's hard, but I think... Uh, it's so important and it's, it seems hard to go through it and to sit down and to, you know, it's easier to blame Jesus. So we're going to go get him or it's easier initially to think um, like, let's, let's look good and let's work at that. But then like you're saying, or like what the passage is saying, the consequences of that are way more harmful unhealthy, and damaging to us. So Oh, this is so good, Stan. Thank you so much. This is a hard passage, and I really appreciate how you broke it down for us, and um, I appreciate this conversation. So, Well, thanks for helping me, Lori. Yeah. I appreciate it. Okay. All right. So I guess that's it. Amen, amen, amen. <laughs> and well, what do, what do we do after this? Westside Live. Take it back to Cots. Okay. <laughs>